0: cheerleaders and you're listening to
1: Sports Crunch with D This is SportsCunch with D-Crom. I'm your host, David Cromwell, and welcome to part six of our special Beyond the Chap series with the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders. Last episode, we had the indescribable Chelsea, who is absolutely the epitome of kindness and human decency. Yet I think our special guest today is exactly that as well. BB just began her rookie season as a Denver Broncos cheerleader and as a first-generation Nigerian-American is one of nine awe-inspiring women on this year's team who come from different cultural backgrounds. A Dallas, Texas native, BB was previously a Dallas Mavericks dancer for one season and has degrees from Kansas State University like our good friend Cody Whitehair and Stephen F. Austin State University. She also, at least as of the spring before moving to Denver, works full-time as a Cloud Alliance manager. And above all, she is the embodiment of what a beautiful soul is in just a short time of knowing her she has told me as she has I'm sure told many people before that I pray your week is equally if not more special than mine folks these are the words of a true cheerleader an unselfish teammate and a shining light of uplifting kindness BB you are truly all of that and then some that is why it is the greatest blessing to Broncos country that you're a DBC and that is why it is the highest honor to have you with us today how are you I'm
0: doing well, David. I appreciate you having me on and that introduction. um, That is something people wait a lifetime to hear about themselves. So I appreciate that share.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Glad I was able to do it for you. You deserve all the love and admiration in the world, BB. And uh, let's get down to business here. Uh, You returned to the pro sports cheer and dance circuit after a five-year hiatus. What made you want to resume dancing and specifically to try out for Broncos?
0: So um, it's an interesting story. Uh, It was a little over a year and a half ago that I was in devotional. I stood up and the first words I said were Denver, Colorado. I couldn't really put it together as to why that had been placed on my heart, but it had. And for probably the next six months from that moment on, it was just constant reminders that Denver was kind of in my purview it was somewhere on the path um so i decided to make the trip out here took the drive and stayed in an Airbnb in the Denver area for about a week and a half, just to get the feel of it. And um, obviously being from Dallas, I have a phenomenal teammate who I just adore, Lily, who prior to her being my teammate was just kind of a friend of a friend. Dallas dance community is very small. I had a lot of friends who were on the team with Lily when she was dancing in Dallas, for the Cowboys. And they knew that I was in Denver. So they were like, you should reach out to her. You guys should connect. So got her number, reached out to her and said, hey, let's grab some dinner. Of course, being the person she is, she immediately uh, met up with me. We had a great dinner and we kind of talked about our Dallas experiences, exchanged some funny stories about friends and different things that had happened during our tenure with Dallas teams, being that she was um, dancing for the Cowboys and I had been dancing for the Mavericks. She was the first person to say, "Um, well, I think you should try out for Denver. And I was like, well, no, I'm old. I'm all done. I'm all retired, you know, just kind of being hard on myself. But at that point, I really, it had never crossed my mind to come back to pro dance. So it was just funny that she had mentioned that. That was before we had told her that um, it was kind of in my plans to move. So she was the the kind of switch of the light that helped me kind of look down that road. I had pretty much decided that it wasn't going to happen and then realized, okay, yeah, like we know we want to make this move, Phoebe. Like, what are we going to do about this? And it was like, yeah, you're going to Denver. And then it was, how are you going to make friends? I work from home. Um, I don't, Get out too too much. Dallas is kind of a stay indoors kind of place. It's over 105 degrees pretty much all this week. Um, so you go from air conditioning to air conditioning versus Denver, people get out and about. So I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna get out and about. And I decided maybe I should take that leap and give auditioning a chance because. Worst case scenario, I don't make it, but I make friends in the process, and those people obviously will live in Denver, so it gives me the opportunity to surround myself with other people with similar interests, but it was a best case scenario. I made it, and um, honestly, it's been the crowning achievement of my life so far. It's something I'm very proud of, not because of the title, just because of my teammates and the organization I get to be a part of. Um, So yeah, that's why I wanted to audition. It was An incredible moment when I did make it for sure. Uh, I actually hadn't told anybody I was auditioning. So um, once I had made it, my brain was just kind of running with you need to call your mom and tell her you're moving to Denver um, and tell her friends. So it's been been a wild ride from beginning to end, that's for sure.
1: Yes, and uh, it has been just over three months since uh, you uh, made the team. Describe that moment for us in more depth.
0: So that moment was very surreal. It was one in which I I don't know, you can't you can't expect it. You're in a room full of I think at that time it was 50 to 55 talented, beautiful, educated professional women who were all striving for the same goal, and it wasn't a situation where people were trying to beat each other out. They were uplifting each other so that whoever did make this te- made this team felt like not only had you achieved something, but you were surrounded by people who believed in you. So in that room when you know the numbers are being called my brain is at that moment kind of empty it's just if you hear your number it's okay and if you don't hear your number it's okay because half of the girls in this room are going to and aren't going to hear their number and it doesn't make any of us any less or more valuable to the denver community it's just this is how the puzzle pieces work for this year so once they called my number um i remember squeezing the hands of the girls next to me because it was just like I think that's my number, but I wasn't really sure, you know, all of us, you, you know, your name until somebody important asks you your name and you're like, Oh, right. So <laughs> yeah. definitely surreal. Um, I was surprised, but so excited. I don't remember. It was a different process for finding out how we made the team for MABS. So being amongst those people and immediately being with your teammates was a really cool feeling. So, um, it just didn't feel real. And to be honest, here we are some couple months later, and it still does not feel real. So um, I was grateful to the judges that they felt that I had something to offer this incredible team. I was excited to share with my friends and family, but I just, it, it didn't feel real and it still doesn't.
1: Yeah. Is it going to feel real in less than four weeks when you come out on that field for the first time though?
0: That's what my veterans say. My veterans say that that's going to be the moment is when you're in the tunnel. I've had um, stories told to me where tears begin to fall and you start panicking that your makeup's running, but you don't care because you know that you're about to take the field um, that that houses a dynasty. This is not like every organization in the NFL or even in the sports world. So getting to share that field with so many people who organization in the city of Denver. It's, it's a powerful feeling. And I hear that, that, that might be my moment. So we'll see.
1: We shall see indeed. And uh, speaking of that Broncos organization, you come to the Broncos at a very historic moment in a Broncos history. Early last month, the Pat Bowland Trust agreed to sell the team to the ownership group led by Rob Walton, who is heir to the Walmart fortune, and his son in law, Greg Penner. And that ownership group includes two historic firsts in Ariel Investments co CEO and Starbucks vice chair, Melody Hobson, and former U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Once the sale is approved, and it will be approved, they will become the first Black women to ever own a significant share of an NFL franchise. What does it mean to you as a Black woman, a woman of color, that the new Broncos ownership group includes these two barrier-breaking women?
0: That's such a great question, and I can only answer it as myself, right? Um, I think that that ownership and the backgrounds that they bring simply says that representation matters. Um, Growing up as a woman of color, there weren't always a lot of women of color being depicted as like societal pillars in industries like business and politics. So Condoleezza becoming secretary of state, Melody holding very adequate, I think that's even a terrible word, Mm -hmm. but holding positions at the C level and continuing to forge paths for future generations of women of color to recognize that They can see themselves in positions of power, positions of change, positions of impact. And there are women who did that for themselves is sometimes in the past. And as we continue, we recognize that there's not always a seat at the table for women of color. So they bring their own table, they bring their own chairs and they surround themselves with other people who are helping other people get to the table. Right? So knowing that there are distinct women of color um, with, with, unique and impactful backgrounds looking to invest and stake their claim in such an incredible organization and allowing us to step into this new chapter that we've never seen before is really promising. It gets um, somebody like me excited for the representation that I know that our vast backgrounds as a team brings to young girls who do JDBC or when we go out into the community that people that look like us, whether you look like me, or you look like Chelsea, or maybe you look like Michaela, you, whatever you bring, you are the mirror for some child who wants to see themselves in you. And if that means owning an NFL team, I want any young woman, but any young woman of color, especially to know that it's possible.
1: It is absolutely possible, B.B., and as we mentioned in the intro, your full-time job, at least as of the spring, is as a Cloud Alliance manager, and remember, folks, the Denver Broncos cheerleaders and all professional cheerleaders, whether it be the NFL, the NBA, you name it, they work full-time jobs just like us. You cannot forget that. So my question is, what are the main responsibilities of a Cloud Alliance manager?
0: so that is a great question um some days i question that myself because i'm sure like you you put on your work hat and it feels like you get pulled in every direction and that i do so there are major public cloud providers um there are three big ones, and then there are ones that uh, a number of us in the tech world know, but the three main ones being Google, Amazon Web Services, and Azure. So I am essentially in the business of relationships that are the best interest of our customers. So I work for a company that specializes in technical security, So I, and I have these wonderful reps that um, are down the central of America in Canada and Latin America who work to help customers invest in their security needs. And it's my job to equip those reps with unique paths to using these cloud resources with Google, Azure, and AWS to find ways to assist our customers in making the investment for their uh, security needs that helps them most. So it's, it's broad. It means that I'm talking to customers some days. It means I'm talking to my reps other days. It means I'm working with Google and AWS and Azure every single day and trying to find ways to kind of have that three-pronged model to help all of our customers succeed.
1: That is a very fascinating job indeed, Bibi. You are a very impressive woman indeed. And as we also mentioned in the intro, you were a Dallas Mavericks dancer. What was that experience like? So
0: that was a really unique experience. I am very grateful for my time um, as a Dallas Mavericks dancer. It was my first time achieving my goal of being a professional dancer. I had actually um, danced and uh, did some small assisting work with the D-League team um, for the Dallas Mavericks, with the, which is the Texas Legends. So having that opportunity, um, I got to see a number of my girls um, that I was either dancing alongside or helping with assistant work um move on to the pro level so some of them going on to nba teams nfl teams um i actually got to dance with allison who was a dbc a few years ago coming out of texas we danced together as legends dancers and then she made dbc and here i am a couple years after her also dancing um for the denver broncos so um The goal was always to go from that D-League to um, growing to the pros, because that's exactly what those players do. There's a lot of D-League players that could absolutely hang with professionals um, in the NBA League. They just kind of need to get that footing underneath them, that practice um, and that exposure. And that's what it did to get me to the Mavericks. So I got opportunities to be In my community, Dallas is my home, and I treasure that being my home. So finding new ways to impact my community through service and stewardship was the cherry on top of the pie, right? Um, It was phenomenal to get to spend time with um, the children of our community. I actually got the opportunity to go out to China for the NBA games at the end of my season, which was a really special experience. I know that the Broncos know that it's an international game that we play. The Broncos fans are not just here in Denver, Colorado. They are worldwide. And so getting to experience the NBA across, um, across the pond, so to speak, not just London, but all the way over to China was really special. Um, some of my closest and best friends I made from being on that team. And so it definitely and will always hold a special place in my heart.
1: Oh, absolutely, Allison. I remember her. She is a very, very wonderful woman and now a proud mother. Uh, she was yeah. a wonderful um, addition to the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and she forever made an impact uh, on the team. Uh, you were very fortunate to learn from her during your uh, dance years uh, in Texas. And even though you're just a few months into your DBC tenure, what are some of the differences you already noticed between being an NBA dancer and being an NFL cheerleader?
0: Um, So something that I can say for sure about the NBA is there are a lot
1: of games. Um,
0: Anybody who's affiliated with the NBA knows it just does not sleep. So um, the only time that you felt you were doing anything was sleeping in your uniform uh, between those practices and appearances and games, because some, some weeks it was seven out of seven days. You had something NBA. You might have three games, two practices, and two appearances, and every day you touch the Mavericks community in some way. Um, So I would say that that's the biggest difference um, thus far, even though I haven't had a game just looking out at my schedule. um, I love that our organization, because of the situation we're in, being a part of the NFL allows us to be professionals in our personal lives, but professionals on this side of the house too with the Broncos. Um, So that is the biggest thing that I've noticed. But not only that, um, it comes down to the fans' experiences with the teams is in the NFL um I feel like NFL fans really get to treasure the seasonal experiences more than you do in the NBA because you can go to f- like 20 NBA games if you want to in a season if you're a season ticket holder you might go to 50 plus if you go to playoffs where best case if you travel with the team you might get 17 right like you travel you got your bye week and then hopefully we make it to playoffs but that's that's if you go everywhere the team goes, and that's that's not a reality for most fans. So those 10 maybe, depending on the team you're with, home games that you have, they treasure that. They treasure that experience from the first time they get to spend time with the dancers or spend time with the players in community events to game days is you value that as an NFL Um fan experience is there's less to the season. So you have to make more of it. So I think they treasure that and they get really excited about what's to come. So I can definitely say Broncos country does not take those games for granted.
1: Oh, we sure don't. And that's a very, very wonderful answer, Bibi. And uh, as I mentioned before, your arrival at the Broncos coincides At an historic moment with the franchise, but there's also been an historic change on the field as well as one off the field. Nearly 10 years to the day after they signed Peyton Manning as a free agent, the Broncos made a blockbuster trade to acquire Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. How much more exciting and special does getting to cheer for Russell Wilson make your DBC rookie season?
0: So it may not be the best answer ever, but I think the experience of cheering for this team even prior to Russell was a dream. And honestly, there's been growth in so many places that you just mentioned, from our ownership to our staffing, to the players on the field. There have been so many adjustments to really place in the trajectory of where the Broncos are supposed to go. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that you couldn't feel the excitement in this revamp, bringing Russell Wilson in. I don't think there's anybody who's not excited to get to the games, to get their popcorn and their hot dogs in front of the TV at home across any part of the U.S. right now that's not excited to see what the Broncos are going to do. And selfishly, I get a front row seat to see the team evolve, you know, and that's a special opportunity. Um, I'm I'm really excited. I think he's bringing a whole new vibe a whole new excitement a whole new perspective on what denver has to bring to the nfl and i don't think that
1: anybody's going to be sleeping on the broncos this season nobody will be sleeping on the broncos indeed and that is a front row seat hard-earned and well-deserved bb and we are just over one week away from the start of 2022 denver broncos training camp uh, can't wait it's that time of year again football season is here so my question is what other Broncos players are you excited to watch this season starting in training camp
0: okay so I have three brothers who are football players so I've spent a lot of time watching them and recognizing the advantages of their positions and they played um from safety to running back um but I love a run game so I'd have to say Javonte Williams is who I'll be looking for to see what he's able to do with the ball this season um in a chapter that Broncos history will not soon be forgot forgetting and I'm honored to say that I get to watch it from beginning to end and I don't know what that end is but I do know that we've got a couple good years and I think um between I'd also probably have to say Cortland Sutton as well I, Javante and Cortland are the ones that I'll be looking out for. I love, um, pass and run game, obviously, uh, getting Russell back involved in there with a, a wide receiver, but I love the run game. I love to see what we can do with the feet, um, across the field. So really excited about
1: those two players. Oh, absolutely. Cortland Sutton, a graduate of SMU and your native Dallas. So somebody you're familiar with as Very well. Much. And I agree Cortland Sutton, he should absolutely have a monster season because just two years ago before he got hurt, he was just tearing it up with the likes of Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. Brandon Allen, and uh, Drew Locke. And two years later, he has Russell Wilson. He's now 100% recovered. So exactly. I expect to see the Cortland Sun we saw in 2019 on steroids, dare I say.
0: Exactly. If not even better, he's coming back with it. I know that Russell's got the team where where we want to see them. So peak performances from everybody, I hope.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I agree about Javante Williams as well. It's going to be very exciting to see what he does in year two after he gave us some highlight reel moments, his rookie season. And now let's play a little game called this or that. And uh, in this game, I uh, pose a question with two options and you choose one of the options and explain why, what excites you more a Broncos sack or a Broncos interception.
0: I would probably say interception sacks are going to happen more often to a QB. And that depends on your pocket comfort and your O-line, but an interception is just freaking fun. You know, like that is, that changes what the game looks like a sack. We still have downs to go interception. It's our ball. Let's, let's get started. It's Broncos country on the floor.
1: Oh, absolutely. I would agree with you because interception uh, represents more of a shift in momentum in the game. And right. that, that's, uh, something uh, that gets me even more excited than a sack and back to the Dallas Mavericks for a second. Okay. okay. Who would you like to spend a day with Dirk Nowitzki or Luka Doncic? And you can only pick one, unfortunately. Uh, you're going to get me in some
0: trouble here. Um, <laughs> So I've had um great community and game day experiences with both players. Um I got to cheer during um Dirk's one of Dirk's last seasons. So that was an absolute honor. Um, and they are both gems to the Maverick organization and have both been instrumental in their own time and changing what the Mavs organization looked like. So I, I'm gonna go Dirk only because here's the thing. Both players are original Mavericks players. Every season they've played in the NBA, both players have been Mavericks, but Dirk has 21 incredible seasons. And so I bet he has a lot more exciting stories to tell, but I'm sure in another, what, 16 or 17 seasons, Luka will also, he's paving his own path and he's a name that everybody knows. Really nice guy, but I think my, my day would have to be spent with Dirk. That's the OG.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it wouldn't surprise me 30 years from now if both of those guys are enshrined in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And moving right along here, what type of food would you rather serve at a party? Barbecue, you're a native Texan, and I'm sure you love barbecue, or seafood?
0: So I think you kind of answered my question there for me. Uh, Texas is, we're by no means landlocked, but we uh, we love our our land, land animals. Um, so I would rather have people come over and tear up a mean brisket that's been on the smoker all night, just falling apart, great barbecue sauce, all the fixings on the side. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Anytime I'm in like New Orleans or if I'm up in Maine, I want all the seafood. But like you said, as a Texas bred human, I'm I'm for the steaks, the meats, the barbecue. Yep,
1: yeah, uh, that brisket would do wonders for your guests indeed oh, nothing yeah. better than a Texas style brisket at a barbecue. And where would you rather travel to Europe or Asia?
0: as we continue through working our way out of a pandemic, travel just anywhere sounds like a treat. Um, I have been to Bo but I think my next trip would definitely have to be to Europe um'm I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling Europe. On that one. I don't really know how to explain it. I've, I've gotten to be a little mini resident as I like to call it to Singapore, Thailand, China. Um, and in Europe, I've been to Italy, I've been to the United Kingdom, and a couple of other places, but there's so much more of Europe to explore. So I think I'm going to have to go with Europe on this one, maybe go see the Amalfi Coast or something like that.
1: Oh, absolutely. I feel you. My brother's in Italy right now. He makes me want to go there too. So uh, uh, jealous, (laughs) jealous as well, but uh, he's doing great things there. And uh, that's a fine choice. And last but not least, this is a question that gets asked of all Denver Broncos cheerleaders year in and year out. And you cannot go wrong with either answer because there is equally justifiable reasons to choose both of them.
0: Your favorite
1: DBC uniform chaps or skirt.
0: Okay, this is an impossible question. <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree with you. That's the point. This is an impossible question. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to give you a little cop out answer. <laughs> is I'm going to say skirt because it means it's still warm outside. Because this this Texas native is not sure what she's going to do when the cold comes and when the chaps start going on. That means it's getting a little bit colder in Denver. So I'm going to say skirt to keep the heat going.
1: That is our simpatico alert. We sound that alarm every time there's agreement on something significant, and you and your teammate Lily, who you mentioned before, are in agreement about skirt over chaps. Her reasoning last year was it's has more of a sassy and girly kind of vibe. Can't argue with that, and I can't argue with you either. But like I said, there were no wrong answers there, so we're in total agreement there. <laughs> And she is rookie Denver Broncos cheerleader, B.B. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at DBC underscore B.B. That's B.I.E.B.E.L.E. And B.B., thank you so much once again for joining us. We got a couple more questions for you. One of the blessings of becoming a Denver Broncos cheerleader is that it gives you a platform to promote causes that are absolutely near and dear to your heart. What causes do you intend to use that platform to promote?
0: Being a steward in this uniform is a lot more than being pretty on the sidelines is it gives us a voice within the denver community to speak to people and to share causes that are important to us and those vary amongst me and my teammates to incredible things i think a couple of the things um that i would like to advocate for this year is anything that protects children and um, offers children success i feel like we're always working to build up the next generation and anything that we can do to foster happiness, safety for our children, um, outlets in which they feel that they can share how they feel um, and grow up through those outlets, whatever works for them, I think is the most important thing. Um, And anything that promotes that success is all right with me. And then just as general ones, probably integrity and diversity, I think. the Broncos organization is a pillar for that within the NFL is we never hate on another team, but we recognize that it's very difficult to carry an organization and maintain integrity and diversity within your organizations from the field to your staff, to your ownership. But daily, we continue to put our foot forward in ways that really exemplifies those things. So I'd have to say anything that has to do with being, um, great with children, surrounding ourselves with them, loving them, giving them outlets to succeed and then integrity and diversity.
1: Those are fantastic causes, BD. And now we're going to play another game called Music Superlatives. In this game, I mentioned a context and you mentioned the song that you think best fits that context, starting with the best song that gets you fired up before a game. And unfortunately, you cannot choose Thunderstruck because that's too obvious.
0: Um, That one would have to be Forever by Drake um it's an awesome song it it kind of it's a little feisty but it's one that says like it's talking about how memorable these moments are and like i worked for these moments i strove for these moments and here i am and i'm going to make it mean everything to me and i'm going to put everything i have into this for as long as i can have uh this moment
1: that's a fantastic song choice what about the best song to celebrate a Broncos touchdown to, aside from "Don't Stop the Party," because that is the song you're going to be dancing to every time the Broncos score a touchdown, and they're going to be scoring more touchdowns than ever with Russell Wilson now under center.
0: Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be doing touchdown dance a lot. That's going to feel like it's our our signature song. But being that I would never want to change it, but if I got my choice, I would probably go "Good Feeling" by Flo Rida. Oh,
1: good. Oh, that is a great one.
0: Yeah, I feel like that would be a really good good song to hear at the end.
1: Oh, and get this. I think the woman singing on that track is Alice Tan Ridley, and my brother played music in her band Once Upon a Time.
0: Really? Yes. We like that connection, so I think we should start petitioning for this to be the next Touchdown song.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, if they huh. want to scrap Don't Stop the Party, a Good Feeling uh, is definitely one of the runners-up, along with uh, another one that your uh, wonderful teammate Sophia brought up. It's uh, either a Good Feeling or uh, Get Ready by a Pipple and Blake Shelton. So it'll be tie between those two. uh, I like it. If Don't Stop the Party is retired, eventually is the Broncos' touchdown song. What about the best song to celebrate a Broncos win to, aside from two obvious choices, All I Do is Win by DJ Khaled or a Celebration by Cool in the Game?
0: So it'd be kind of silly, but it's kind of a song that gets people up and kind of dancing, is That's the Way. Um full song title being that's the way I like it by Casey and the sunshine band. You know, like we like to win. That's the way I like it is a Broncos win. That's, that's what I love.
1: That is a perfect celebration song. I would definitely agree with that. And what about the song that best describes the person you are?
0: Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Um, it's an old, not I don't want to call it old, but it's, it's, a, it's got like 15 or so years of track on it. Um, if not more, I might be aging myself with that one. Um, just saying like leaving, leaving the options open. I always leave the options open. I never want to close my doors to anything. I want to make sure that I'm, it's a positive song. It's an uplifting song. And I try to be an uplifting person. And then I would tie that with queen by Beyonce because Beyonce is a queen and she is speaking, being a queen into existence. And that's what I have to do is speak, being a queen to existence.
1: You are a queen indeed, BB. And last but not least in music superlatives, the best possible theme song for the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders. I actually had a couple in mind. What do okay. do you think?
0: So my, t- my team, um, over the last couple of months, I've gotten to spend a little individual time with every girl, make jokes. Um, Dance, do community outreach, things like that. And I would have to say the theme song that makes most sense for the team I'm currently on would be Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman, because all of my teammates embody every single woman out there in some fashion, whether it's from her confidence to her insecurities to the things she enjoys to do, to family or whatever it may be, working hard. Um, We have women with incredible careers and, you know, they get to practice and they set aside whatever's gone on in their day to bring their best. So I truly think my teammates are every woman in a reflection of what um, womanhood in 2022 is.
1: You truly couldn't have picked a better theme song for the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders, B.B., and that's all there is to it. And she is Denver Broncos cheerleader, B.B. She's in a rookie season. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at DBC underscore B.B. That's B-I-E-B-E-L-E. And B.B., it has truly been enlightening, humbling, and just an absolute joy having you on the program today. But uh, before we let you go, we have uh, one more question. The two songs I had in mind for the 2022 DBC theme song were... Colors by Black Pumas, which was a major hit a couple years ago in 2020. Um, All my favorite colors, my sisters and my brothers, they see them like no other. And a song uh, that comes from one of my personal favorite musicians, Darius Rucker, when he was with Hootie and the Blowfish, Hold Mm. My Hand. And it starts with a little love, with a little tenderness, will rise above the water, will rise above the mess uh, with a little peace and with a, a little harmony, because I personally believe those songs are powerful symbols of the Beautiful diversity on this year's team, and I have been a big fan and friend of the Denver Broncos cheerleaders for nearly a decade, and I don't think I've seen a more special squad than this season's, and the biggest reason why I feel that way is because of that diversity I just mentioned. As uh, we mentioned in the introduction, you are one of nine women on the team that comes from a different cultural background, and I can't think of a more powerful, more sorely needed example of our common humanity, especially during these times. As you know, here in America and worldwide, we are living through a period of rising autocracy, nationalism, racism, xenophobia, religious bigotry, and intolerance. And I would be lying if I said I wasn't scared about what the future of our world holds, but you and your teammates give me a tremendous sense of hope and light. So my question is, do you see the example of the special bond between you and your teammates as a small but significant part of the bulwark that is needed to overcome those aforementioned dark forces?
0: Absolutely. I think that the time you're in is your reality. And when we look in our history books, we have seen other dark times, but there have been people who have risen up to unite themselves to find the hope, to provide the hope. And I think that's the biggest thing um, that can be mentioned is not to just find it, um, but to seek it and provide it for others. And this team gives me a lot of hope in what women are still able to do, what people and humanity is still capable of, which is loving one another, despite those differences. So as we step into what may feel like dark times in our reality, we always have to remember that light is created, and light has to be shown on others. So create your light, be the light. Um, That's something that um my teammate Chelsea is a constant reminder of is being a light to others in this world um and when you need the light get it from somebody else and when you can provide it provide it to others so I would say the sisterhood that we have created on this team is a small fragment of providing hope to hopefully fans across the world that there can be brighter times and that brighter times are always to come if you can put it out in the world
1: And as Chelsea shared on our last episode, this beautiful quote by Amanda Gorman, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Bibi, thank you so much for such an inspiring time today. And that concludes our Beyond the Chat series for now. But we hope to bring back the series in some shape or form, no later than after the 2022 NFL season. Meanwhile, I hope all of you that have tuned in now realize the unquestionable truth That not only are NFL cheerleaders just like us, but they conduct themselves both on and off the field with a graceful spirit that we must all strive to emulate in order to heal the divisions that are plaguing our world right now. And I want to take this opportunity to thank Denver Broncos cheerleaders McKenna, Alexandria, Sophia, Shannon, Chelsea, and you, Bebe, for donating your time and incredible talents to this podcast. And as always, an extra special thank you to the amazing director of the Denver Broncos cheerleaders. She is more boss than Bruce Springsteen. She's more GOAT than Tom Brady. <laughs> Shauna Peters for allowing me to interview all six of these amazing, empowering women. I am forever, forever grateful. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and on Instagram and now TikTok at SportsCrunch with Decrom. and remember they have crunch with a K. And it would be criminal to not tell you to follow the Denver Broncos cheerleaders on Twitter at Broncos Cheer and on Instagram at Denver Broncos Cheer at, on Facebook and TikTok as well. And on behalf of BB and myself, thank you so much for tuning in. And whatever you're doing, please use love please choose kindness. Please choose compassion. Please choose selflessness. Please choose empathy and all the qualities that make the Denver Broncos cheerleaders so exceptional. And also, please keep the folks in Buffalo, Uvalde, Texas, Highland Park, Illinois, and the brave, inspiring people of Ukraine in your thoughts, prayers, and whatever actions possible. Until next time, cats and kittens, stay cool. (laughs)